Alright, welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Norman Wynn, and once again, our podcast is trying to bridge the gap between healthcare, entrepreneurship, culture, creativity, and mindset. And I'm really, really grateful because today I'm interviewing one of my really good friends. Uh, he's also a fellow entrepreneur, has a great mindset in, in innovation in specifically a field of pharmacy that doesn't get talked about a lot. And it's interesting because they've been kind of at the forefront of administering the COVID vaccine and, and helping our communities deal with COVID. And uh, it's independent pharmacy. And so I'll let him introduce himself and give a little bit of his background. Uh, but yeah, my friend, uh, P2, uh, second year pharmacy student, Ryan Hoffert. Ryan, you want to introduce yourself a little? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, my name is Ryan Hoffert. Uh, Norma said second year pharmacy student at the University of Texas at Austin College of Pharmacy. Um, I'm super involved in independent pharmacy and some legislative stuff. So I'm currently the vice president of the National Community Pharmacists Association, uh, the UT's chapter. Um, and I will be the president-elect... Um, currently the president-elect of the NCPA chapter. Um, so I grew up in independent pharmacy. I was born um, at the age, I was born uh, basically at the age of 11, I was already working in an independent pharmacy. And by the age of 16, um, I was working as a clerk. Um, I transitioned into a technician. And then now as I'm working as an intern at Magnolia Pharmacy, um, it's owned and operated by my dad, Stephen Hoffert. Um, and it's 45 miles north of uh, Houston. So a good drive from Houston, but um, we are a suburb. It's a rural town, about 1,200 people in the city limits. And we're close enough to the woodlands, so our town is slowly expanding. But the heart of our town is where our pharmacy is located and it is a definitely considered a small town uh, field. So um, I've worked there um, right now currently with the COVID stuff, um, we're doing tons of vaccines and I'm sure we'll talk about that in this podcast. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, that's a great introduction, Ryan. And that's something I love most is that your background in independent pharmacy kind of lends itself to how you think about the vaccines, right? And how you you guys have been so on the ball and forward thinking and like what's next uh, to help get your community the quickest way to these vaccines, right? And so, yeah, so going back to the beginning of COVID, back in March of 2020, how did you guys adapt like COVID came the, the the pandemic started and you know everybody started panicking and the lockdown happened right how did you guys respond yeah so i think the first thing we did to protect our patients and to protect our staff was close our doors um we went through drive through only operating curbside and um we did home deliveries for a little bit but just because of the the guidelines we can't do it anymore but um mm -hmm. we did all of that while at the same time knowing our community is running low on 
essential supplies to protect themselves, like hand sanitizer. Um, our, we are a compounding pharmacy as well, so we kind of thought, well, why don't we start making our own hand sanitizer? And we made a Facebook Live, which we've done, um, we started doing just to educate patients on a couple of disease states and different topics to now push out how to create hand sanitizer. And we used a pharmacy intern that was on rotations and they got almost 25, 30,000 views on a Facebook Live uh, wow. just trying to create hand sanitizer using Everclear. <laughs> so, um, wait, so they're using Everclear. You said Everclear? Like grain yes. alcohol? Yep. And um, by the time the video got posted and it got shared probably over 100 times, all the Everclear and Magnolia was gone. So, <laughs> it shows you the impact we have. As oh, a small my town. goodness. And, yep. and, and we're hoping that they're actually using it for the hand sanitizer, right? Right. Not for other right. purposes. Right. <laughs> right. Well, during um, COVID lockdown, who knows, but right. right. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. So you've adapted really quickly. You're helping the community uh, be educated on, you know, updates on the COVID vaccine or COVID in general, uh, best safe practices, how to make hand sanitizer, mask updates, things like that, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're, we talked about masks on Facebook Live, the difference between an N95 and a surgical mask, mm-hmm. um, just educating our, our patient population, because that's the, the goal really is to make sure they're safe during this crazy time. And um, if we can do anything, really, that's our goal. And I, I think that kind of translates over to how quickly we can adapt and change, because, right. you know, we, we went immediately from Saturday, Sunday, trying to pr- to think of a protocol or like screening our employees to protecting our patients. And then Monday morning came and we shut our doors and we did it. And that's the beauty of independent pharmacy is you can change like that. It's super, super quick. And going into the vaccine, which we'll get into, that is an essential part of what made that vaccine. And the when we started rolling out our workflow, that is essential to making a successful workflow is being able to change overnight. Gotcha. And so that's one of the, you're you're talking about how how one of the beauties of independent pharmacy is that you're basically able to flip on the flip of a switch. You're able to uh, move all of your workflows directly to something you can reprioritize very quickly, right? And and direct your workflow and your resources to whatever it is that you want to focus on, right? Uh, as opposed to maybe right. some of the more chain focus where it's more bureaucracy. So it's, it takes a little more time, right? To reorganize. Yeah, exactly. And I'll kind of transition into the COVID vaccine. So when we first heard we were getting the vaccine, we thought, well, that's going to be really chaotic if we just do traditionally someone walks in to go get a flu shot, you don't need an appointment. But we thought Mm -hmm. to control the chaos, why don't we set up a platform where they can pick their date, pick their time, and Mm -hmm. basically allow them to come and schedule an appointment like a doctor's office. And that has Mm -hmm. completely saved us. And um, if it wasn't for that, I don't know how we'd be able to like efficiently do the vaccine rollout. And um, again, that's something we did overnight. We set up this website and within a day of it being posted on our Facebook page and our website, we had 500 doses originally and all five doses were had an appointment in six hours. That's how quickly it went. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and so how did y'all hop on the vaccine in the first place? Like, how did y'all even get the vaccines? Right. Yeah. So we knew, we knew of the vaccine and we have the Moderna vaccine at our store. Um, 
our, our owner, Steve, which is my dad, he also went about two months before now. He mm-hmm. went ahead and through CPSN and through letters from um, the state organizations, basically was able to sign up to say, do you want the COVID vaccine at your store? And he immediately jumped on that. And by, mm-hmm. by doing so, he was we are one of the first stores and probably still one of the only stores that are doing COVID vaccine shots uh, currently. Because, I mean, I hate to say it, the whole city of Houston really is struggling to get vaccines. And, um, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about later. There was people from across the state coming to get vaccines. Mm, okay. So while you know, the entire public was waiting, you know, the whole world was in standstill, right? We we're all at home sitting on in front of our couches, in front of our TVs or on, in front of our phones, listening to the news, hearing about the, the pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer and Moderna doing their clinical trials. And you knew that the vaccines were going to come out, right? So you knew right. as soon as our state, Texas, came uh, came out with the i guess it was a survey or some kind of sign up right to get the vaccine sure you're, you're saying that y'all were the first on the list yes i mean we did the paperwork as soon as we got it we went ahead and replied or sent whatever they did to basically say we want the vaccine and i think that also tries into kind of so we there's a thing called cpsn it's a community pharmacy enhanced services network mm-hmm. and that's basically um a bunch of independent pharmacies that come together and can go directly to um, payers to get better reimbursements and try to change the payment model a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so through these networks, you actually start setting up uh, different ways of communicating to your state and national level. Mm-hmm. And by doing so with CPSN, it also have had a way that we can submit directly to MTRAC, which is where the COVID vaccines, once you administer them, that's how you report to the state um, basically how many you've given in a day. So when you for, when you fill out your, your MTRAC, that tells the state that you, you're given the vaccines and that's how you can get more vaccines in the future. So mm-hmm. by doing by being involved in CPSN and some of these other organizations, we knew of this was coming and we were able to better prepare ourselves and sign up as soon as it and be aware of it and sign up as soon as we got it. Right. So you're saying because of your organizational involvement, you were able to stay informed, stay up to date, and therefore that's how you got to be first on that list. And now how you're one of the only uh, COVID vaccinating pharmacies in the entire, what, southeastern Texas area, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's hospitals that are doing them. There's clinics and ERs. Um, but pharmacy-wise, based on our appointments and how fast everything filled up, and I, I believe it's very user-friendly, obviously, that our sign-up was able to be filled in half a day, six, seven hours, and all 500 right. doses were full. So, so so, walk us through a little bit of the workflow. And, and I know that you, we, we talked a little bit about how quickly and how many people are on your wait list right now. Can you, can you give us a little insight into the workflow and how... Uh, what kind of people are, are coming to your pharmacy sure. now to get the vaccine? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So basically the workflow starts, um, which they, when we released the forms um, and we use a scheduling platform that allowed people to select a date and a time. They mm-hmm. Once they did that, it gave them a screening form, like your traditional questions that you would do on immunizations. 
Mm -hmm. um, once they submit it, we then have um, basically a schedule per day and we would go through, print all the forms, type RX labels, and once you do that, there's immunization cards, which we all have seen on social media now that have your name and the lot number, when you got it, where you got it at. So we'd have to mm -hmm. fill that out as well and then draw up your doses. And oh, this is all beforehand. So you're, we're, we're coming in right now two, three, four hours before the pharmacy even opens to get all this prepared. Mm -hmm. um, you have to screen the patients to make sure they're eligible. Currently, it's phase 1A and 1B. So it's mm -hmm. the healthcare workers, the over 65, and then under 65 with a chronic condition. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. We have to make sure the most that the vulnerable are eligible. populations, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Especially with the limited vaccines, it's super critical that we get the most of the people that need it most first. Mm -hmm. um, so we went ahead, we screened everybody. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, your appointment time comes up and it's okay. nine so o'clock. Yeah. So say, yeah, no, so, so say it's me, say I'm a patient, yeah. uh, I'm, a, oh, I'm under 65, but I have, you know, maybe uh, chronic heart failure. I've had a history sure. of that and maybe I have hypertension. I come, I scheduled using your app. I went on your wait list. I'm scheduled today at 9 a.m. Walk me through that. Yep. So you walk in, you're greeted um, with someone that, that comes out, checks you in. Um, you can, there's no copay on them, thankfully, which through the government that happened. But mm -hmm. um, we can get an administrative fee. So we ask if you have insurance um, or if you don't have insurance, it's, it, it's the same thing. We can still um, get money almost through that PPE loan that came out way back in March. Um, mm -hmm. And then if you have insurance, we also ask for that just so we can get the administrative fee for it. Um, and you'll come into the room and we'll kind of talk about the questions. And my questions basically are, ever had an allergic reaction to a vaccine just telling them this is a new vaccine and kind of answer any questions they have and i found there are so many people that have done their homework and have researched this vaccine that i mean i almost don't have to answer questions the they've they've done it for them the, and um i like to explain it's a two-dose series currently with moderna and how to schedule your next appointment which or we'll, we'll go into that eventually but uh You'll get, basically get your shot, get all your paperwork, and then wait around 15 minutes, and then you're out of there. And right. the workflow is so efficient. We've had Facebook comments saying we're the Chick-fil-A of vaccines. <laughs> so, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, a great comparison to be to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we do our best, and I think through scheduling and having them fill out everything beforehand and before they get to the pharmacy, that saves so much time and creates like a – controlled environment where there's not chaos ensuing and we can limit how many people are in the store at one time, especially with social distancing. Right. That's a, so, so you're saying scheduling and, and making sure you're controlling how many people come in at a time and keeping that workflow as efficient as possible has allowed you to be able to, to do this at all, right? Right. And we had 500 doses originally. So yeah. our thought was, why don't we give 50 a day? And why don't we do them um, two every 10 minutes until we two run out? Mm. And that allows us like a five, six hour window that we now can administer the vaccines, get them done with the day. And then afterwards, there's the paperwork. So right now we submit everything through prescribed wellness, which sends it to MTRAC, which sends it to the Texas Department of Health. And mm -hmm. that's how kind of the, the, line, the chain of command that gets, that lets the state know we're giving vaccines. And, and then what um, happens? And then hopefully once we're out, 
because they know we're out by doing all the steps, we can get allocated another 500 doses, hopefully. And so, reimburse as well, or? No, just getting the more vaccines to our store, getting an extra 500 doses. Gotcha. So no reimbursement to be seen? Um, I think that's still a question mark. We're having good success billing the Medicare patients. That's mm -hmm. been super simple because we already bill flu shots and shingle shots the same way. Mm -hmm. um, uh, traditional insurances have been more picky because a lot of them haven't seen claims coming through for COVID vaccine, you know? Right. So that's been a challenge. And this weekend, actually yesterday, I spent a lot of time out there with my dad really trying to call insurances, which we all know how that happens. And yeah trying to get some some more information, but it's still a work in progress. And gotcha. so I think being that yeah. we're early in the in the game, I would almost say it's still not really set up yet. So we're we're mm. almost like pioneers trying to figure out what to do. And obviously, um, I don't know if you saw it, there is the CPS news story that came out about our pharmacy. Mm -hmm. um, it's on our Facebook page at Magnolia Pharmacy. Um, mm -hmm. But they kind of were showcasing how we're giving vaccines early and by doing so i mean it's it's really cool to be featured and stuff like that but mm -hmm. you you kind of have to to be pioneers in some sense and giving more your information out to other independent pharmacies so that they can do the same thing and gotcha. that's obviously the independent world's very tight-knit group so we always try to share our thoughts and ideas Gotcha. And so it's it's kind of been your prerogative to, or prerogative, I don't know if I pronounce that right, to kind of showcase how Magnolia Pharmacy has been pretty much leading the way for independent pharmacy in Texas, at least, uh, to to administer the vaccine and get the vaccine and, and showcase your workflow and, and lead the way, right? And be those role models. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And um like once we ran out of doses, I we went ahead and put a wait list out and it kind of tells you how many doses are available in the area. We, we put that wait list out probably on Monday, Tuesday of this week. And we already have, what, which was 4, uh, 000, about uh, be January around January, the fourth or fifth It's January mm -hmm. 10th currently. So mm -hmm. it's been about five days and we've had almost 4,000 people sign up. The on our four put on our wait list. Thousand? Four thousand people. Our wait, community wait, wait, wait. is about yeah. Yeah, yeah wait, wait, wait. And, and this is in your Magnolia pharmacy, you're the only independent pharmacy pretty much in your small town of Magnolia, which is how yep. big? Um our city limits is about twelve hundred people. A thousand two hundred people. And you have four thousand <laughs> yeah. people on your wait list. Yeah. And that's kind of been the amazing thing because I mean, I, I've given probably half or a little bit over half of the vaccines being a, a couple of interns. We have an intern from A&M mm -hmm. and my dad's also given shots. So um, other so, people I've talked to, yeah. there's been people coming in from Dallas, from the other side of Houston. Which is and kind, of, kind, of, kind of give some more context. Where's Dallas? Where's Houston? Where's where's all of this? Yeah. It's like Dallas and Houston. That's Dallas is about a three hour drive from our pharmacy. Jeez. And like the other side of Houston is about hour, hour and a half drive. There's people from outside of San Antonio and outside of Austin driving in. And that's about two and a half hours or so just to come get a vaccine at our pharmacy. 
Dang. Okay, so you're getting people from all over the, 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 the right. east and the the central Texas area and the south Texas area. You're getting people from all over, three, two, one plus hour people driving, coming to North Houston in Magnolia to get your vaccine, right? Right. I mean, and I think the, I wish we could give it just to our community. I think that would be great, but I think the priority, and I mean, it's an ethical question too, you know, you know, mm. what, who do you give it to? You only have 500 doses. Do you, you open it up to the public? I mean, we, when we posted that thing on Facebook, we had three local churches and a couple of, of temples in our area come and post that on their Facebook pages. We had, mm. we were having people sign up about an appointment a minute at one point. Jeez. So uh, it's, it's, you kind of have to figure too. The older population may not have internet, may not have the ability to sign up for these appointments. Mm. So how are they factoring into this as well? So mm. we've kind of done our due diligence of if anyone came in, we make sure to fill out the forms for them. Mm. Um, and I mean, it was only a half a day, but I think going forward, and I'll kind of talk a little bit about this too. We're going to make it where people will be able to help them sign up for their appointments because that's super mm. critical. Yeah, um, definitely. I think the one other thing I want to mention, we were currently in the process of setting up a vaccine clinic where instead of doing 50 a day currently, we're mm. going to try to do 2,000, not 2,000, excuse me. We're going to try to do uh, two to 300 a day instead of the 50 we're doing now. And mm. we're working with our in the Montgomery County area and we've are, we've started kind of getting trying to work on grants to get paid pharmacists, paid nurses, paid technicians to come and do the work that would allow us to have that many. And what's really cool is um, in our building, we recently had someone move from basically inside to a little building outside. We're still in the mm -hmm. same premises, but there was an opening and it's, it was a, a vision source, which is an eyeglass place. And they mm. check your vision. So they have a bunch of rooms. And what are the coincidence that this all comes in? There's five rooms. There's a middle area, like a kiosk. There's a place mm. in the back to draw vaccines. It's like a perfect vaccination clinic that nice. is just sitting in our hands. So I think so we're going to try to, yeah. So you basically scaled up the operation with, with grants from your county, right? Exactly. What's happening? Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And hopefully by then, the only, the only problem we may have is getting vaccines. But I think once they see what we're doing, we won't have a problem with doing it. Gotcha. So yeah. what have been some of the best stories that you've heard? Because you've been giving these vaccines, what, the past week, two weeks, right? 11-hour workdays consistently. Yep. What are some of the best stories that you've heard? Can you, can you give us some of those? Um, I would say my, my favorite story... Um, and it kind of, there's, I'll tell you two. So the first one is if you go to the CPS video and watch it, um, there's a lady where I gave the vaccine to, and she had a shirt on that said, I survived 2020. And, mm. um, she was kind of saying her nephew or son, works in a ICU and it's been nonstop with COVID patients mm -hmm. and, for her to see that light of hope for her son or her nephew mm -hmm. it made it worth it. And that was 
more than ever the reason to go get the vaccine because she mm-hmm. wants that to be over to help her son and that was amazing mm-hmm. uh just like the the compassion and the gratitude of people i've never seen it and my dad have said this is a once in a lifetime thing that for us students we're getting to help in and help mm-hmm. deliver this vaccine there was a patient of ours who was up at the counter after we gave a vaccine because we have we make them wait 15 minutes mm-hmm. and she was talking with my dad and how she's been a patient of ours for 30 years and since about january february she hasn't been able to see her son so it's been almost it almost been a year about a year since she saw any of her her son or her grandkids and she was in tears being overjoyed of you know this is a vaccine that might get back to normal soon and mm. for her it was just overwhelming joy and like just happiness that this vaccine might can make that happen and mm. it made our it made my dad broke down in tears just cuz he was so happy to see his patients happy and mm. for us it's the most gratifying thing ever to hear these stories of you know i haven't seen my son in 6 months i haven't been able to go anywhere i haven't left my house i've been everything delivered by grubhub or hb and i've mm. been picking everything up curbside like people are just ready to start their lives again and mm-hmm. hopefully this vaccine's going to be the answer for them mm. man you're going to make me cry bro <laughs> So no. <laughs> so it's so it's so it's been absolutely gratifying. You would say gratitude is probably the thing you're seeing and hope, right? It's 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 people seeing a glimmer of hope with this vaccine of normalcy, of 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 seeing their friends and family again, right? Because it gives you a sense of weight and depth to every single vaccine that you give, every single vial that's reconstituted, every single injection that's made, every single prescription that's filled, right? that because right. you know that you're helping to bring back communities together bring back families together bring back fam friends together right right i think it it's also like the most direct way of almost saving a patient's life i know that we don't know exactly if this vaccine's going to be a thousand percent great and work perfectly mm-hmm. but every dose you give could be a life that you're saving down the line if they're exposed mm-hmm. to covid You know the mm. the symptoms are basically. I always say the symptoms of COVID are nothing to anything. Mm-hmm. It's True. just such a wide range. So we've heard. I mean, I've heard stories of having family of family being having passed away from it or being put on ventilators, and just seeing how happy they are to get the vaccine. And every question is, when are you getting more vaccines? When are you getting more vaccines? Because I have a, I have a. I have a granddaughter or I have a I have a I have a grandpa that's waiting or I have a I have a mom or dad that's you know on your wait list are are you getting more in are you getting more in it's mm-hmm. it's amazing to see how appreciative people are and they can't thank you enough when they come and get the vaccine it's been an awesome experience and almost a once in a lifetime thing and we're only students in pharmacy school yeah that's amazing with with that going off of that what does this mean for independent pharmacies because a lot of them haven't gotten the vaccine yet you as the sure. supposed Chick-fil-A of covid vaccines what is this what what is what does the covid vaccine mean for other independent pharmacies what does this mean 
I, I would honestly say it depends on if you're ready for it. Because for us, we were ready. We had the staff. We had the workflow. We've taken mm-hmm. myself, Faith, uh, a pharmacy intern, and my dad, and kind of put them separate in like the, our own little room. That's like our own little pharmacy going on in the back. In the back, you know, mm-hmm. with our COVID vaccine. So we prepared. We were ready. And I, I would. There's a analogy that pharmacists and independent pharmacists are always wearing that mask of being a superhero and kind of covering your face and not really being humble about it. And mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. I think it's a great personality trait. I think yeah. for once we're finally able to show our true value and we're at basically every community has one. Every community has an independent pharmacy. Mm-hmm. The thing is now we're able to provide something that's changing patients' life. And we do that at everyday basis, but it's even it's amplified now with that COVID vaccine. Right. So now that we have our mask on, uh, uh, Doug Hoy, the NCPA CEO says, well, go get that super suit out of your closet and put it on too. Cause it's coming. You're going to get your vaccine and you're going to have to be that superhero for your community and given these vaccines. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's really the point of, you know, where we are the, we're able to adapt quickly. If it's changing our protocol for when, we have to shut our doors and go drive through only the making hand sanitizer immediately for our community when needed or going directly and changing our workflow to give the COVID vaccine. That thing that doesn't happen really at a chain pharmacy. It, mm. it happens over time, but when things need to happen immediately, independent pharmacy is where you need to go because right. it, it, it really is the forefront of we are at the forefront of helping right now and mm. i mean what the the way our waitlist looks and the way that how fast this signed up there's not many vaccines available and i mean this can change right. in the next couple of weeks but currently i mean Terrytown's a great example they're giving vaccines in austin yeah. uh, i know a lot of your listeners are from austin so it's they're they're at the forefront of this too they received vaccines and gave 200 the first day uh, like yeah, the it's- that's, that's insane. No other pharmacy has the staffing or the workflow to be able to turn something like that around in a matter of a week, let alone a couple of days. Yep, true. Well, that's great advice, and that's a great full warning for the the next wave of vaccines that's going to arrive uh, pretty soon here. And and I just wanted to make a comment on the the super suit thing. It just reminds me of like uh, Frozone from The Incredibles. Honey, where's my super suit? You could paste the a photo of like, uh, what is it called? Magnolia Pharmacy's logo and just post it on the Frozone, make a clip out of that and just make it go viral. Um, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I've i just been really overwhelmed with it and I I've cannot thank our community enough for giving us support back as well. They've mm-hmm. been even more appreciative than ever of what we're doing. And like some people are bringing us cookies and giving us lunch and- That's um, awesome. There was a, a home, like a, it's like a hometown cookie delivery place that gave us all cookies for, there's just been so many cool things that have happened. I, I, I could sit on here for another hour just telling you the cool stories. I'm I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. But uh, yeah, we do have to wrap up. It's it's around the 30 minute mark here. Uh, So going off of this, is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? Um, I would honestly just say, you know, we're in this together. 
there's a lot going on in our country and in our, especially in the pharmacy world with the COVID vaccine, it's at the forefront of everyone's mind. I think mm -hmm. eventually everyone will get a vaccine that wants a vaccine. And we kind of just have to keep telling our patients that is you have to be patient with us. We're going as fast as we can as well. Mm -hmm. And we're not a fast food we, service, right? Exactly. But I, at the same time, we were, we're giving them as fast as we get them. So mm -hmm. I would say keep giving us vaccines and we'll give them. So, yeah. Yeah, the great message. And so coming from, once again, the Chick-fil-A of the COVID vaccine so far, Magnolia Pharmacy, uh, one of, and the owner's son, uh, Ryan Hoffer, thank you so much, dude, for coming on the podcast. And um, yeah, and that was our next episode. Once again, Pillow Talk Podcast, we're trying to bridge the gap between healthcare, entrepreneurship, culture, creativity, and mindset. I was your host, Norman, and uh, that's a wrap. Catch you all next week. Thanks, Ryan. High five virtual. There you go. Thank All you, right. Norman.